going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Buford Zone Podcast. Very excited today. I got my very first interview. I got a friend of mine, a former uh, wrestler I used to wrestle against in high school. Uh, goes by the name of Keenan Jackson. What's going on, Keenan? What's up, y'all? What's up, man? Keenan's now an MMA fighter, man. I'm glad to have you here, man. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. So what's going on? How's it going? It's been pretty good. Just got in yesterday. It's been like a year since I've been back home. You know, uh, just... Soaking it all in. So, so okay, we're going to start with the wrestling. Like, when you when you were a wrestler, right? Yeah. Did you, like, actually, like, know from there you wanted to be an MMA fighter? Or is this something that happened, like, once your high school wrestling career ended, like you? Oh, yeah. So, when I started, I started wrestling in seventh grade. And then, right around the same time, I had already liked fighting. Right. Like, I liked, like, karate-type fighting. And then, um, like, MMA was just starting. So, when I started wrestling... Ironically, me and my dad started watching UFC fights right. during that weekend, and like on the weekends. And then um, I knew that year, like that was the avenue I wanted to take. But I always knew I wanted to fight. Right. You know, I just didn't know what style of boxing or karate, or how to get to it. But when I saw the UFC, like we started watching, it, I knew then. Like so, it was like after my first year of wrestling, I knew I was going to be an MMA fighter. And after wrestling, okay, okay. And you know, the crazy story I told you I had before we came on the air was that we had this little, uh, not it wasn't a tournament, like it was like a get together, like all the local schools went to Buford High yeah. and wrestled. You were the first person, cause I wrestled in 11th grade my first year. Yeah. And it's funny cause you're an MMA fighter now. You were the first person I ever wrestled that wasn't in my school. Oh wow. And so we had that little three person group and we were taking, <laughs> doing moves and everything. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. coach was like, hey, man, you got Keenan in your group, man. You better be careful. I was like, man, I don't know. Them kids don't try to be on guard. <laughs> but I don't know none of the moves. We learned right, new yeah. moves at this little get together, man. And it's like stuff that I ain't never learned yet. We practiced to know each other. We're doing like 30 second like um, matches real yeah. quick. Yeah, oh, intervals yeah. and stuff like that, man. And I was like, man, it was like bad. And that kind of got me in my head a little bit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I had, I had a bad start to wrestling. Because yeah. I had that, I had you first. And then my first actual match ever was against a kid from Georgia, and I got pinned in less than thirty seconds. Yeah. And come to find out, he was the Georgia state champ. Yeah. Yeah. So that. And I was like, nobody warned me nothing, and because in practice it's so casual. Mm-hmm. So like, once you got into the match, it's like it's just like full tip, like it's like a real life yeah. like fight. I wasn't expecting that. I felt it was so casual. He so he's a little light. Yeah. He shot like straight off the whistle, like and took <laughs> off. Gone. And I was like, yeah, and I was like, that's bad. And it's funny because now my my last year, my fastest pin was 16 seconds. Okay. So it was kind of crazy, man. So that's dope. Back into you. So when did you? Okay. So you moved. Did you, you join? Did you join the military? I did. I joined uh, the Air Force Reserves, um, like halfway through college. Right. So um, I actually joined to help pay for schooling because I went to a pretty expensive private school in Iowa. Okay. Their wrestling was great. So yeah, I just joined the Air Force. Like three uh next February will be four years. So four years ago. Alright, so so when when was your, your your first time in the ring? Like how did you get there? Like when did you get into the, the training to get ready for that? Uh like my first time in the ring or first time training? Well we're gonna start with your first time training. Let's go train like when did you start the the training? Like oh okay. how you were like to get in the ring, like yo, I'm I'm really going to get in the ring, not just train it just because, but like I'm going to get in the ring. Okay. In a couple months, so you know. Yeah, that was, I would say, because I took a year off and I went back to Iowa. And then so after that year, that's when I joined. I had started training MMA after wrestling season. So my 
my first year at this new school at Grandview, um, after this wrestling season was over, we, right. had, we had a guy named Josh Near. Shout out to Josh. Uh, he kind of like just took me under his wing because he would come to the wrestling practice, but he's a UFC veteran. Okay. And me and him like banged it out a couple of times wrestling, but I didn't know who he was at the time, like MMA. And so he told me, he just it pretty much took me under his wing and um, took me to his gym. And I just started training there, you know, off season. Then I joined the military. And then uh, Josh was like, uh, he gave me a call like during my training. He was like, hey, um, we got you a fight lined up. You want to take it? Did I have Damn, the first fight? No, yeah. I was still training. He was like, we got you a fight lined up, but he got a, you know, zero and zero. Right. He was like, do you want it? I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And then, um, I, I just took it, you know, I just took the fight. So I was already training, but when I took the fight, I guess, you know, you got more serious with it because right. the fight game is all random, you know, it's uh, not yeah. like a set season. Yeah, it's, it's, it's basically like, I don't know, like, from paying attention to fights from, like, UFC and boxing, it's usually like, Whenever you're ready to go, because there's some guys like they might take a year or two yeah. between fights, yeah. and there's some guys that might be six months, and then like the real crazy one, maybe, and probably when they're young, yeah, do yeah. like three day turn around and fight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So there's like a lot of training that goes in into that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Which is which is cool. So what what league did you? Cause did you go to a different league? Like are you in more? Like did you start in one and then a different one? Well, yeah, that's the thing with fight like with mixed martial arts. You can pretty much fight for any league, you know what I'm saying? Right. Unless you sign a contract that says you cannot fight for another league, right. then you're good. And then usually if you do sign a contract, because I signed a contract with VFC, right. and um, legally I can go fight for another organization, but they just have to approve of the opponent. You know? right. And that's kind of like what the UFC is doing now and uh, Bellator. Like they're letting these guys, you know, the lower end guys go out so they can stay active. Right. You know, because then the they're not getting fights where they're not going to want to be part of that league, promotion. Part of that league, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's like a lean now. You kind of fight anywhere. Okay, so, so speaking of USC, what do you think of what's going on in the USC right now? How do you feel about Daniel Cormier, like his legacy right now? Uh, I have love-hate feelings about Daniel. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's like a baby sometimes, but, you right. know, he's a champ, you know. And uh, I was actually watching that fight, and then... Um, I was un I was undecided, you know, if the you guys the people I was hanging out with that night. Right. I was like, ah, oh, Stipe, I don't know, Stipe's big, this and that. And I was like, Daniel, I started, you know, really analyzing. I was like, well, he's shorter than him. And I was like, Stipe's not going to really out-wrestle him, you know what I'm saying? Right. You know, just because he's just too shorter than him, Daniel's wrestling right. is way better. And then, um, and I was like, well, Stipe's got that reach. He's got That's all he's got to do is keep him there. Right. Problem is... Since Daniel's so small and compact, he's going to get in close. You know, right. all you got to do is slip, you know, that one or that one, two, and then he's already in. And I was like, DC is going to win this fight. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, if you, now if you look at it, like, you can ask, I swear, you can ask people I was hanging with. Like, yeah, before like, they, yeah, before they touched gloves, I called it. I said, DC is going to win this. And then he was getting tagged, but then I knew, because, you know, Stipe was kind of backing him up. He was throwing that one, two, one, two. And it looked like DC was taking a lot of damage. Really, he was just trying to gauge that range, you know? Right. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get a feel for when to get in and when to get out. And then I noticed Stipe caught him with a good one, two, hit him with that one, two, and that two cracked him a little bit. Right. And, and DC looked at him and just shook his head. And that was DC letting him know, like, 
I just took one of your best punches. You so, know what I'm saying? And, but yeah. And is that a thing in like in like MMA like probably like taking a hit just to get in? Kinda yeah. Like you don't want to take a big hit now. I know that, but I'm just saying it's weird. Not necessary. You don't do it purposely, but you can just tell when you took somebody's good shot and it didn't really phase you. You know what I'm saying? Like you took it and you just like, all right, let's go. Cause I was like in one fight, I was, I was hit. This dude hit me with like a hook, and like I, it stunned me cause it, it was shocking. Like I didn't really see it, but he hit me and I just kind of stood there and I looked and I just shook my head and I was like, nah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But he knew and I knew like that was a big shot and it didn't really. Affect, you know, so. <laughs> he thought he was good. He was yeah, like, yeah. stop. Is he is he good? Is he good? And yeah. he just kept walking. He was like, did he just struck my head off? Yeah. So that's crazy. So have you have you been knocked down yet? Oh uh, yeah, in training. Um, I know like when I was younger, this this one guy he hit me with like a uh, spinning back fist, right. and like I remember my hands just like dropping and like I was wobbling. <laughs> and I was just like stop. You know, a question about that. Like, how fast are those, like, in real life? Like, with MMA, because, like, from the outside watching and, like, me listening to you, like, you're talking about, like, you're talking about fighting film-wise, you yeah. know, breaking it down. Like, I would talk to someone yeah. or a teammate about football because that's where I'm at. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, like, watching it on film is like, yo, how do you get hit with that? It seems like it takes, but, like, in real life, like, when you're fighting someone who does that move, like, is it really, like, that fast, the spinning back fist? Yeah, it's, it's real fast, but it's all about timing, too. Like, a lot of it's, uh, you know, you're just gauging. So you're just, the move itself is not, like, super, super fast, but yeah. the timing of when I'm telling my body to go and when this person is, like, at a certain distance, you know, he's, like, right here, right. and I'm timing him to get there but i'm telling my mind all right we need to throw the strike now you right. know that's what makes it look fast you know what i'm saying but don't get me wrong like if you got boxers that's what boxers just always working on speed 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 because right. they just want it to be a natural reaction like they see it in their, just their brain not even thinking about it. it yeah but mma it's a little less because you got focus on so much more but that's the same concept you know there's you want to get it to where it's just kind of like a reaction just like wrestling you know right. Reaction. And wrestling, wrestling was cool, man. I had fun when I was wrestling in high school. We just changed coaches so many times. Like, I only wrestled for two years, but I basically had outside of like the the team that we had was like usually like two or three coaches. But I had like three head coaches in like two years, <sighs> which is crazy because we came in. That was at Creek, huh? Yeah, yeah. And I thought I thought it was going I thought it was gonna be um well because I think it was Cox and Day. Was the main two there? Those are the coaches, right? Yeah. And then Coach Cox went to Well Branch. Okay. Yeah. When they were, they opened up for eleventh grade, and Coach Day, he guess he retired for a little bit to kind of follow his son right. around because his son was graduated the same year I did. Yeah. So he went to follow his son, go to all his games and stuff like that. So he retired. So then we got Kimry, because mm -hmm. we thought it was gonna be David Wander being Kimry. Yeah. So Kimry was the coach, and he was pretty decent, but I think he was kind of, um, he was. It was like a rumor. He was kind of obsessed with like coaching back home. Like he wanted to be like at Lugolf Elgin. Yeah, you know, he was from Irmo, but he wanted to oh. wrestle like Lugolf and his family. Like Reggie was from Dutch Fork, and like it was kind of like a whole, yeah, you know, what I'm yeah, saying yeah. thing up there about back home or whatever. So he he did that, and he wound up leaving uh, for that. And then uh, we didn't have a coach at the time. It was like an interim thing, and we had Coach Schumann, and Coach Schumann kind of just you know filled the role. He wasn't wrestler coach, but he's like, you need a head coach. Yeah. So. And, Coach Sanchez was, I mean, he was a um, he was a sense of principal, and I think they dropped the rule that like 
principals or ADs can't coach or something like that. Okay, okay, yeah. So he couldn't really be the head coach, you know what I'm saying? So Schumann stepped in and uh, he tried to do his best and was learning or whatever. It's like an interim thing. And then finally, Coach Day wound up coming back kind of towards the end and coaching us for a little bit. You know okay. what I'm saying? So it was like, it was back and forth, man. And it was just like, ah. Yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah. Coach, and I wish I had Coach Day the whole time, man. Yeah. He, he was legendary, man. That's like, uh, Coach Day is like, I guess, our de, de, was it Demute? Yeah, yeah, Coach Demute, so yeah. He, I know they, he was there for a long time. And he just retired, too. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he yeah did. that's both. That's two legendary coaches from our schools going yeah. down at the same time, man. That was... It was a good match, man. I think my record, the only person I really, I remember wrestling from back then, I didn't wrestle my junior year because I got in trouble. Okay. I was, uh, Tyreek was wrestling or whatever. The Greek? Yeah, yeah, we yeah, was at, yeah. at Beeper High. Yeah. And Tyreek was wrestling. And uh, before his match, you know, Tyreek used to jump. Oh, yeah, he used to so, get and I was being a funny, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I was being a funny guy. And you guys were wrestling. I think y'all were wrestling, um, was it well Brent? Y'all, y'all wrestling somebody. I forgot who was there. And we were on the other mat, and we were wrestling uh, Stratford. Okay. And so I saw him jump behind yeah. us. I was looking back at the match, and Coach Day was a big, like, you focus on your match. Don't be looking at nobody else's, you know, whatever. Right. So I'm on the, I'm on the, uh, I'm in the chair. It's not my turn. And I saw him jump. So I was like, man, nobody, man, everybody can do that. And I jumped. Yeah. It used to be funny on the other side, and he got mad, and he sent me to the bus. Yeah. It was hilarious. Plus, I didn't wrestle people. I wrestled my, uh, then my senior year, I wrestled Tyreek, and it was a cool, it was a cool thing. It was fun because it was like so much hype into me wrestling Tyreek. Right, right. Like, oh man, you got Tyreek this week. You ready? You ready? Like, right. and I'm like, man, I ain't really tripping, man. It's right, wrestling, right. you know what I'm saying? And then it was funny because I wrestled him, and I remember one time I got that they put so much hype into it. So I'm okay, like, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm going into it like deer in headlights. That last name, McGree. yeah, man. So I'm going into it like deer in headlights, and I go ahead and I and I'm wrestling. And um, he kept trying to get the, uh, his move in on me, and I forgot I forgot what it's called. But he had he had he was uh, in the down position, and he'd be on the side, and he had one leg locked in, and okay. he kept trying to grab my head, and like roll. I don't forget what it I was, know, yeah. but he it's kept trying to grab my head, and I wouldn't let him get my head. You okay. know what I'm saying? So a lot of people were shocked about that that he couldn't he couldn't get that move in because that was his his go to move. But I remember I got up one time, and he wound up being on the ground, and I was shocked. And I just looked at him, yeah. and I was supposed to really. I was supposed to just hop on him, you know what I'm saying? That would have got my two points. Right. But I never hopped on him. I just looked at him. And then he got up, and then I wound up losing like 5 3 later on in the match. I'm like, yeah, Tyreek, Tyreek's tough, man. He's yeah. wrong with you. It was a fun guy, man. And it was crazy because it's like, I don't know, it's like, it's weird. I had an up and down career. Like, I think that was the problem when I was wrestling. Like, I wasn't mm-hmm. consistent with it. Gotta stay uh, Yeah, consistent. so it was like, when I have a good stretch, like, I'd wrestle a good opponent. And I play, and I and I wrestle real well. And then I play like some trash dude, wrestle some trash dude. Okay. And like wrestle like trash. Happens, <laughs> <laughs> like, man. It's on and off, man. My was, first, my first few years, bro, it was like that, up and down, up and down. But when I got to like tenth, eleventh grade, it was just all the way up. <laughs> yeah, man. You just kept going, with it, and I couldn't do that. Yeah. I couldn't do. It. My mom didn't want me to do. Wouldn't want me to wrestle when I was uh, younger, mm-hmm. and I wanted to do it so bad. And it was crazy. It was funny because she thought. When I said I wanted to wrestle, she thinking like WWE. Oh yeah. When yeah. I tell her, I was like, no. We just <laughs> school, yeah. We just what we do in the room. We playing around like kids. We just wrestling. You know what I'm saying on the ground or whatever. Yeah. And she didn't want me to wrestle. So uh, Coach Cox finally was talking her into it, whatever, to let me do it. That's something that he wanted to go into a brand. Okay. And so I wound up um, coming in, but she I got into it because this kid named um, 
I think his name was James. I know his last name was Owens. I think it was James. But he came in, he was in eighth grade, and he was wrestling at the high school at Battery Creek. Okay. And me and him was cool. And he always wanted me to do it all the time. And he, I just, I couldn't do it. My mom wouldn't let me. She wasn't with it. Right, right. She's like, nah, like, I'll let you play football. I ain't never wanted you to go in the military or play football. Yeah. And I let you play football. I ain't even about to wrestle too. This and that, da da da. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, ah, okay. Right. It took like <laughs> three years to convince her to let me do it. So right. it is what it is, man. So what you, so you got a belt now? I peeped that too. Oh yeah, yeah. You got two. Yeah, um, I won a title belt in Arizona. Wait, no, in California for a fight book MMA, and that was like a. We did a little, they did the, it was the second season of a national championship, kind of like wrestling, right. but for MMA. So right. we had teams, it was state versus state. And so we won that and uh, had a title fight that night. But what it was, is my opponent backed out. And so that fight wasn't for the team points. So they bumped me up to the, like, the main amateur event and it made it a title fight. I actually didn't know it was a title fight until I was walking out there and they announced right. it. <laughs> so I was like, you know, no pressure. Right, that was cool, like you just like, did it, no, no pressure. pressure. You wouldn't even worry about it, yeah. man. I'm cooling, man. Yeah. I'm cooling, man, mind my business. Oh, this is title, oh, man, yeah. okay. I, had a, I don't think I would have prepared differently, but you know, my mind would have been yeah, yeah, in was, a whole different state. At that point, I was, I was still ready for it, you know. All right, that, that's cool, man. And it, it was cool, like, watch, like I, it was cool watching it. Because like I remember the first one you you I remember like the first one you posted and then you posted another one I'm watching like the lights go up and how everybody just gravitated towards it kind of like you fighting and I'm like yeah that's like that's a dope that's a dope thing and it's crazy it, it is weird seeing how you a lot of people talk about going into MMA right but don't really do it and then they turn around and actually see you in the ring because right. the most they do is they go to Omni and they train a little bit at Omni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but they don't ever do anything else. You don't yeah. ever see any you know, videos or anything. They don't keep going. That's a lot of people are, man. A lot of people, the idea of fighting sounds nice. You know, it's right. something you can tell a girl you're talking to or whatever, you know. Right. But it's a whole different story really trying to live it, you know, because fighting is a poor man's sport, you know. Right. Like, like uh, Coach told me that in uh, Texas. He was like, you know, fighting is a poor man's sport, and that's the dream to make it. You know, right. once you make it, like you're not poor no more. Right. So that's why a lot, or a few, the select few that do it. You know, what I'm saying is what we really fighting for. It's not just fighting in the ring; it's also fighting outside of the ring. You know, because I moved to Albuquerque, but it looked good. Everything I post and shit looked right. good, <laughs> but it's completely different outside of the gym. You know, right. life is completely different. You know, I could be sitting comfortably at home, you know, working a little job or, you know, full time military, but no, I chose chose to fight. So, so MMA, so you're so you're at the point where you, are you are you getting paid enough now to like take MMA full time? No. no, no. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, <laughs> hey enough. man, you made a little bit. I wish nah, I could play football full time, but you know, no. something right there, man. I still gotta go to work. Yeah, I still got a long ways to go, man. Okay, yeah. man. And, and how big? Like, I know the big like. I guess it's big because there's more than one kind of successfully with the UFC and Bellator and all that. But at the like at the, this level, like probably guys going to local gyms or whatever. Like, how big is like the scene per se as far as fighting goes? Compared to what? To like, I mean, because you got guys in there just work around. Like, you can it's it's easy to get like, hey, yo, let's go to the gym and play basketball and yeah. get like five, get ten guys and go run, you know, for a court. Oh. 
I but, see what you're saying. Like, you know, in this area, like how, I guess, like how many people, yeah, how big is it? Like, yeah. But kind of just here in Buford? Like here or, or, where, or where, where you're at oh, now? Well, I mean, where I'm at, it's like, you know, it's like the leading place for fighting. You right. know, we got, I'm at the best gym in the world, you know, the best MMA gym in the world. Okay. So you got guys that come from other fighting camps just to come train there, you know. What's the name of it? It's uh, Jackson Wink MMA. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But, um, so the MMA scene there is big, but MMA as a whole is still relatively small, you know. But they just signed, you know, a deal with, like, ESPN Plus or something like that to right. start streaming the fights on ESPN. And then you got McGregor just fought, like, Mayweather. So it's growing, but still as a sport, it's still relatively small. The MMA community in the UFC, like, pretty much everybody's connected with everybody. Like, UFC's roster is only, like, 300 people. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you got a few, you know, seven men weight classes, three women's weight classes. Everybody knows everybody. Right. Like, it's not that big. Well, like I said, on TV it looks big, you know, but everybody, in a way it's good because everybody knows who's who. Right. Because of that, but it's still, it's still small, man. That's, that's why I had to make the move because it's even smaller here in Buford, you know. It is, it, I mean, like, it, it is small, man. I remember, like, when I, like I said, the idea was, like, when people want to fight, they go to Omni. Yeah. So they go ahead and they go to Omni and you go look over there and there's, like, a couple guys. I know, like, people that just got off work. Right, right. And, like, when you look over there, there's not, you don't really, and there's, I'm not saying you could judge somebody by how they look, but someone who like really like fights and trains, they're, they're most likely like cut up. You know, so it's yeah. like an exception. A few people who still got weight on them or whatever out of shit. You go over there and look like people that are just over there having fun, or people who have their little kids yeah. trying to train them to fight while they're little and stuff like that. And it just looks like a like a group of people, but it doesn't. I never really see like there's like four or five like fighters over there really like. Yeah, training, grinding, going nah. hard. You know what I'm saying? You got, you got to get out, man. It's like nothing against, you know, Buford because this is where I started. Right. At, you know, this is a foundation of like my jujitsu is at. But to expand, you have to get out. You know, and like that's just it. You, I always, I always tell people, I was like, when you go looking for a personal trainer, you know, for fitness, you want to look for the person that you want to be looking like the trainer that looks like where you want to get. Right. Fit, abs, cut up, muscles, all that. Right. That's what you look for. You don't go looking for a trainer that's just showing up to to collect the check. You know. Right. Yeah. Sure. So, Somebody that looks like they're probably still training right now. Exactly. So there, you, that that point being made is that they're doing it and they're also teaching it. You know. So that's how the feel I get when I'm in Albuquerque. You know, like my coaches and teammates, they're fighting. But they're also still teaching, you know, even at the Gracie's gym, like Tusa and Andrada, like they, they're still like competing, you know, right. and like Barada was just in the UFC, it still is, you know, so it's like, they're still fighting in, but they're black belts, you know, so right. they're still teaching and they're active, they're always learning. They, it's a lifestyle for them. I guess that's the difference, you know, right. it's a lifestyle for them. And like, if you want to make it a lifestyle, you got to surround it, surround yourself by people that they want to do that. That same thing. So how, how many, like, big-name UFC guys have you met? Oh, there's a lot at the gym. Um, John Jones, uh, Mike Perry, Don Cerrone, John Dotson, Holly Holm, Karate the Hottie. Uh, I actually met Alexander Houston uh, in Savannah, you know, Carlos Condit, Alistair Overeem, Keith Jardine. 
then when I was in ATT, I met um, Johanna. Uh, what else did I meet down while I was down there? So you met a good bit. Yeah, I mean, you're seeing them. Yeah. Like a deer in the headlights moment or like a. No, nah, not usually. The first time, like, you ever, like, you walk in the gym and there's, like, two, like, big name people in there, you know, one, you, was it a big name, like, a deer in headlights moment, or were you just like, oh, nah, not really. there's, kept it, there's so-and-so. Yeah, kind of chill and relax. I mean, everybody wants to get a picture. See, that's the thing, like, some people hate on it, you know, like, people that train all the time, they'll be like, oh, oh you know, this, yeah, yeah, but it's <laughs> like, when you are a fan of the sport, right? you know what I'm saying, of course you want to you know, like, yeah, you know, get starstruck a little bit, but you got to think about it, too. They, all, they see that all the time, you know, just be chill about it and, you know, talk to them when you can talk to them because they get a lot of attention. But, like I said, I was a fan before, you know, anybody else who knew who I was. Like, me and my dad was in the living room watching, you know, all right. these people, like, right. all watching everybody. It's, I was just telling them about it. It's just crazy. To even be around them now, you know, like we used to talk about and joke about it. It's crazy how that turn around. Yeah, yeah, and that, and 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 back to that's all. One, that's really what I wanted to talk about when I mentioned doing Daniel Kamir's legacy. And you said John Bo's name again. as someone you met. Like when it comes to him fighting John Bo Jones, how do you feel like that? Because he fought him and he lost. He lost both times, right? Yeah. But the 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 uh the suspensions, the doping, and all yeah. that stuff like that. So do you feel like? That played a big role because I don't think it was like, to me, I don't feel like it was performance enhancing. I think he was probably smoking or you know doing drugs, but I don't know. Yeah. So do you feel like it, it matters? Does it affect? Does it? Will you just continue to two losses on his record, or will that be like Michael Jordan's last two years in Washington? Like nobody oh, really no. talks about that. Nah, he definitely he definitely like beat Cormier, and I say that because if you look at the fight and you look at their interaction and how they talk and all that social media. There's an old term in wrestling. They said, don't get big brother. Right. And John Jones, big brother, DC, mentally. <laughs> DC right. will never beat Jones no matter what Jones is doing. Right. Cocaine or PED, you know right. what I'm saying? If DC did all that stuff, he will never beat Jones because Jones has got, like, it's like big brother. Right. Mentally, he's just in his head. And, and then that's yeah. in his genes, but it's crazy how, like, he's a fighter now because he's just, like, a brother in the NFL. Yeah, oh, yeah. And he's in MMA. And then there's another brother, I forgot where he's at. I think it's like three of them. I think two of them in the NFL. Two of them I in the NFL? Yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah. It, it's crazy. But yeah, it was, he, and he's such a long guy. And I was like, I remember when he just like kicked him, like straight up kicked in the face. I was like, wow. that's just disrespectful. Yeah, he just <laughs> kicked nobody in the face, man. <laughs> like yeah. a straight kick, not a side kick, nothing. Just like straight, just long, just straight down the middle in his yeah. face. I'm like, man, that's just disrespectful. Yeah, how are you going to do that to somebody? So what's the, what's the next move for you? Like, what are you... Like, you got a fight coming up, like, soon? Uh, I got nothing lined up, man. Right now, all I've been doing is uh, focusing more on my jiu-jitsu. Right. And just trying to, you know, earn my purple belt. You know, just I humble myself and become a student of the game again. And just, like, you know, like really, like, just study it, you know. Right. You know, perfect my jiu-jitsu a little more. Because, you know, it's a big thing for me, this uh, consistent learning. I feel like my purple belt is just been overdue because it's been so seasonal so right. i'm gonna change that and if a fight comes up then it comes up if it doesn't we'll wait for a little so, bit. so <laughs> that's how it goes like you let left come come by when they want to come by man and you just take it whenever it's ready if a yeah. opponent shows up i got yeah. so how far is purple like 
Oh, I'm blue belt right now, so this is the next belt up, but see my situation is I started out here in Beaufort under Zen Shindu, which is like a style that Will McCullough made up himself. And then I went up to Iowa, earned my purple belt uh, in Iowa, because the ranking system here is completely different from everywhere else. Right. And then so I got to Iowa, got my, my blue belt, but then it was still seasonal, so I didn't get no stripes there. And then I moved to Albuquerque, and then um, yeah, joined Gracie's, but like they got a whole system, you know, like a, it's mapped out. So know? every gym you go to, you got to start at the bottom again? Something like that, yeah. Oh, that's like <laughs> you can't just be a black belt at one gym and just go nah, to another nah, gym. Nah. Now you got to go to, now you got to earn your stripes at our gym. Yeah, well, I mean, to a certain degree, like uh, certain styles, you got different certain jujitsu styles, and you can get black belt in any of those. But like this is the one I'm committed to, Gracie Baja. So I need to put my time and invest in that. And now that Gracie Baja is worldwide, so I can go. Australian and they got location out there or whatever right. I can go chain at that gym because you know I'm in the system so it's like I said it's tracked everything's tracked and it's like all right I'm set so now I can move up you know without right. having to worry about going sideways so yeah just that just consistency and staying staying with it all right you have you done any crazy people training like punching hot sand like, no done? <laughs> but this one time I'm like a lot I met this Asian dude like for real, for real. I was Asian. Yeah, he's legit, man. I met him sitting in the sauna, and then we just started talking. But he had—you could tell—he um, he was taught martial arts by his father and his grandfather. You know, that's just big in Asia. Right. And then um, he had two daughters, so he mm -hmm. couldn't. He was like, I couldn't teach them. And then uh, so it, it, you could tell upset him a little bit because he just wanted to teach, you know. And just right. Teach. And so his daughter could be a fighter too. Yeah, she could, but I guess it's a different mindset over yeah. there, you know, the way they, they introduce it. But anyways, he started teaching me some little techniques in the in the dang sauna, and like, right. I about passed out, because it's, <laughs> you it's getting to hot. In the sauna. Yeah, he got me in this, like, squat position for, like, 10 minutes, and I'm just like, yo, I got to sit down, but actually, um, it was a type of a kung fu that he had, um, he had, like, showed me, and gave me a whole bunch of articles and stuff to read, and Real good guy, man. So that's probably the only like, you know, like fantasy, like MMA stuff that you think about that I came across. But I, it was interesting, like nonetheless. Yeah. That's what's up, man. I mean, fighting is definitely um, it's cool, man. I, it's 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 crazy seeing how like there's so many different styles. Oh, yeah. So like, if you get into a fight, like, and that's the crazy part. Like, for me, like, I play football. There's only with so many ways to play football. Yeah, There's yeah. not too much you can do. You know what I'm saying? When you get into an encounter with somebody on the football field, y'all get head to head. It's not so much. You can juke left, you can juke right, try to rub you. Like, it's not too much. Right. But like with fighting, there's so many, like, you got you got different styles. You got, like, you know, karate, just wrestling, and, you know, boxing, and, and then you can break off from that. And then there's so many different styles yeah. of karate and jiu-jitsu. And even boxing, you know, different styles. Somebody could be, you know, left-handed or softball or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just weird how like you basically got to be on guard because you don't know what anybody knows. Even yeah. if you study, you don't know what they haven't put out there yet. Yeah. On tape, and that's that's crazy to me though. That's weird. You, it, it is weird because like you you think it happens like just in the ring, but like if you're walking like down the aisle at Walmart, you and somebody get in a fight, you know what I'm saying? You don't even know what they know. Right. You know, right they yeah. could be a skinny guy, but they could have trained when they were younger as kids. Mm -hmm. You you never know. You know what I'm saying? Cause I got a homeboy. He uh. 
he was a heavy set guy. Now he lost he lost a little bit of weight now. He's in shit, but he was mostly a heavy set guy. But when he moved, you never knew. He, he took karate when he was younger. Oh yeah. So like like his look like he can kick like up there and like you you would never see it coming, Damn. which is ridiculous, man. Yeah. So it's dope, man. It's real. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, but it, it's nice to see you, man. I'm glad that you it. came by, man. Nice yeah. to have you here, man. Hopefully, man, next time you come around, man. Do something different. We can have some more to talk about, man. Yeah, I have to bring a belt. Yeah, some man, if you could bring a belt, man, that would have been dope, man. And like I said, man, it was it was glad to have you here, man. And this is what I want to do. I'm I want to have people on here that are doing successful things and you know either reaching their goals and within our community because like I said, like I stated, um, in the in the video, the documentary that I'm going to release me doing this whole thing yeah. is that people, I want to I want to let people know that. There's things going on from people that are from Buford, yeah. or that you know, what I'm saying that have lived in Buford the majority of their life. It's like because I want to get away from all the negative stereotypes on Facebook. That right, right. If you're in Buford, you can't do X, Y, Z. You can't do whatever. Yeah. And I, my thing about that is, you gotta start somewhere. You yeah. know, what I'm saying if, if you don't think you can do it here, get somebody, become the person exactly. that lets other people do it. Yeah. And so that's what I'm doing here. You know, I don't. You know, a big radio station in Buford. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? And we got enough people Savannah. Here. Right. You all got to go to Savannah, Charleston, Columbia, mm -hmm. whatever. Yep. And I'm not saying we got to be big as those guys, but at least something here, somebody, you can feel good knowing that, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not just waiting on, like, the Buford Gazette to put you in a newspaper. Yeah. This is something that, like, if you're doing something positive, you can come on here and you can talk. And some, in some way, you can feel a type of, a sense of accomplishment because it's like, hey, yo. I was on this uh, radio show and I got to talk about, you know, right. my, my dream or whatever and what I was doing. Like, somebody knows what I'm doing. Okay. And from that, somebody random, somebody you probably might not even know might be excited. Yeah, or yeah. might run into you, you know what I'm saying, in YouTube comments or whatever and try to hit you up. That's true. And, and get it going. So that, that's that's the whole thing what this is about, man. You have to, um, you have to hit up uh, CJ, CJ Cummins. CJ Cummins, yeah, I, try, I tried to hit him up. I, yeah. He was one of those people I messaged. Yeah. And that's another thing, too. Y'all don't know about this. It's two years ago that I messaged Keenan and yep. a group of other people <laughs> about doing this show. And this is how long it took me to get because a whole bunch of things happened mm -hmm. um, as far as like my finances and all that. I messaged about two years ago. I didn't tell him it was a radio show. Uh, he got right the message, message him two years <laughs> ago it. about this. And I was so, and it was crazy because I was so excited. Like it was kind of like a tears of joy because I messaged, I had, I don't know where that notebook is at. But I wrote down a list of people that I thought, like, off the top of my head. Right. That I knew was, was doing something yeah. positive and, like, yo, I could interview them. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, let them tell their story. So I wrote down a list of people, probably, like, a page and a half. Yeah. And I messaged them all, like, two years ago, one by one. Hey, would you be interested in doing something positive in the community, talking about your, you know, career or whatever? And, like, when more than half of y'all messaged me back and was like, yeah, I would love to do it. I'd love to come on, man. It was, like, a tears of joy moment. And then I kind of got, like, sad for a moment yeah. because, like, I wasn't like after a while. I was like I wasn't having everything ready. Yeah, everything. You know what I'm saying that's good though, man. So, but I finally got it together, it out man. There, yeah. yeah, so it's dope, man. But he was one of those people I I messaged a lot, of, but the, a lot of the uh, the bigger name people, like you know, what I'm saying like you know CJ, like he sponsored, you know, sponsored whatever. What sponsored him? Um, who else did I? Who else did I message that didn't like Ron Parker? Like yeah. the big guys like Candace, like they didn't respond, but everybody else like. Pretty much responded and hit me back, and that was that was dope. So yeah. hopefully, man, they'll see this and yeah, yeah it's kick impressive, off, man. man. It's really impressive, bro. Yeah, man. So I'm glad it worked out, man. But we're gonna 
We're going to get on out of here, man. I'm glad you, glad you stopped by, man. All right, cool. Appreciate it. All right, man.